gentlemen, welcome back to the Being Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan West, bringing you guys another episode here. Telling you guys, once again, thank you so much for being a part of what it is that we're doing here. Guys, it is a tall order, a tall order, being a man in today's society. And if there was ever a time that we needed strong leaders in our communities, present fathers to our children, and loving husbands to our wives, it's today. Wouldn't you agree? With that said, guys, I'm going to be covering the topic of sex. And specifically, I'm going to be talking about the issues that are going on in the marriage bedroom. Guys, it's kind of a problem. It's kind of crazy right now. And so I want to give you guys two of the issues that I find and then what we can do as men to kind of protect ourselves against this. Okay, so two issues are porn usage and sexless marriages. Okay, so here's the thing. Porn usage is up crazy amount. Christian men report to six. Sorry, 64 percent of Christian men report to use sex at least once a month regularly, at least once a month on a regular basis. Okay, that's up about 20 percent from, I think, a survey they did five years ago. So. 64%. So think about your church congregation and all the men that are in it. Over half of those men, if this statistic is true, generally speaking, over half of those men are engaged in porn at least once a month. And so you'd say, why would that be? Well, there's an issue going on in marriages right now. What they call, Wikipedia calls a sexless marriage, okay? And so a sexless marriage is, as defined by Wikipedia, is a marriage that uh, man and, and wife are not having sex that often. They're having sex 10 times a year, and that's it. 10 times a year. That is the only time that they are having any kind of sex, which is astounding, which is <laughs> a really a really bad statistic. <laughs> it's so sad. I'm getting sad thinking about it, okay, just between me and you. So with that said, guys, that's a problem. Cause, and can you see how that can be a problem, right? Because just have that play out. You've got a marriage where men and women are not having sex on a consistent basis. And so the guy is like, man, like, I guess I'm going to have to just look at it. You know, like I, it's tough. I'm not, I'm not getting what I need to at the house. So I guess this is what I have to do. And they, the guys feel like this is their only option. This is their only way of dealing with the fact that they're not experiencing the sexual intimacy that they want and desire in a marriage. So what I want to propose to you guys today, and it's not a lot, but I want to first tell you guys how you're not going to fix the problem. And then I'm going to give you what I think will help build you up to deal with the problem. And maybe if, you know, the good Lord shows favor, (laughs) maybe it might be something that'll help you get some. All right. So here's the deal. Here's what you don't want to do to fix the problem. Number one, we do not need to keep track. We don't need to keep track. I know some of you guys are like, I need to let her know when she's not doing what she needs to do. I feel you. I get you. I hear you. Okay, but do you think that that's better question? I was going to say, do you think that that's going to work? But a better question is, how has that been working for you to date? 
Is that going over well? Is you keeping a spreadsheet and a calendar and a running checklist on how many times you aren't getting any or are getting some, has that been working well for you? When you brought that up to your wife, whenever you said, hey, it's been three weeks, what's up? Does that, does that go over well? I'll wait. Second point, <laughs> do not do things at a price. Here's what I mean. Clean the dishes because they need to be clean. Me and you need to clean the dishes because they need to be clean and not expect anything in return for it. There doesn't need to be a, hey, I cleaned the dishes, so what's up? Like, that's not going to motivate her, I don't think. You let me know how that goes. You test, it, test out your theory. If, 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 if you think that doing the dishes is going to make her like it's a trade-off right like here i do i wash this dish and you do this for me if you think that it's going to be like that let me know how that works because i don't think that that's going to go over well i really don't but in any case the third thing that i would say that you don't need to do is that if you're not getting any man let's not pout about it me and you like let's not pout whenever we don't it's just it's not attractive and not only is it not attractive not only is it not attractive it's not godly to be the guy that pouts when he doesn't get any. It's not. Because if you really think about the relationship that we're to model, because we're to model the relationship that Jesus Christ has with the church. And if you really break that down to its logical explanation, we don't, we don't expect anything in return. Jesus died a painful death for his bride in his bride's place expecting really nothing in return but her life. And I'm not saying that you expect your wife's life, but you understand what I'm saying. The, the, the motivation was not to get something from his bride. The motivation was to give something to his bride. Okay? So let that application set in and don't pout. Just, you know, and going back to that second point of, of, of not <laughs> like don't don't do the dishes so that you can get some. Just do them. Just give. Because it's good for you and it's good for her. Just give. So anyway, those are the things you don't want to do. Number one, stop keeping track. Let's me and you stop keeping track. Let's me and you stop uh, trying to do favors to get some. And then let's me and you stop pouting when we don't it's just it's not sexy okay all right so here's what we i think we can do what we can do to divert the attention and take some of that energy and put it in a good place put it in a place that's productive right because it's not the energy that, that we're using and and all of that to kind of you know berate our wife and and force her into doing something and i'm not saying force like actually force but trying to basically make her feel bad for not the energy that we're using for that, we can use that a lot more productive and a lot more beneficial to our ourselves. So here's what I will say to you. Let's get in the word. And everybody laughed. <laughs> you all are laughing right now because you're like, did he really just say that instead of asking for sex, I need to read the Bible? Yes. And here's why. She's you asking is not going to make it happen. You and I both know that it's not. So 
take that time that you're pouting and get into the word or get into a book about the word. Redirect your attention somewhere else. Another thing that I would encourage us to do is that let's get us into the gym. Like, let's go to the gym. Let's let us. (laughs) Sorry, that was really bad grammar. Let's get into the gym. You and me, let's me and you get up in the morning and go get us a workout in. Take take in or, or take that energy that we've got frustrated, you know, and that anger and that testosterone is pumping the little bit that we've got and go into the gym and lift heavy things and put them down and run fast and and all of that. Let's expend some of that energy. Okay. Third thing that I would say is let's actually care about what's going on in the lives of our wives. Like let's like imagine this. Imagine sitting down at the table or wherever you you and your wife sit down. Let's let's imagine sitting down, asking her about her day and listening to her actual actually listening to her. okay, and then saying, wow, like, you know, I didn't know that you were going through that today. Like, let's like what if you actually were engaged with your wife for a change? How would that benefit you all's connection? I don't know. I mean, maybe you guys are very connected. You know, maybe you guys are very connected in different ways, but the point that I'm trying to make here, guys, is that when you are only trying to get to the point, the bottom line of, hey, are we having sex tonight? If that's the only thing that we're that you're worried about, that's not going to motivate her. It just won't. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff online and I did some some research, but there's a lot of stuff online, different tricks and different hacks on, you know, how to get the the spice back in your marriage and how to, you know, how to essentially how to <laughs> manipulate or coerce your wife into having sex with you. And guys, you could look up that stuff if you want to and maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. I don't know, but the point in you guys being married, and I talked about this a little bit last week when I was talking to the single guys, the point of you guys being in a relationship and us being in a relationship with our wives is to generate a, a real relationship and not a transaction. It's not coming into a relationship, seeing what we can get out of it. I've read some marriage books, too, that are really weird that are like, when you get in a relationship, you need to have conversations about expectations and you need to let each other know, you know, what your expectations are with sex and everything like that. And that's fine. Like, if you want to have that conversation with your wife, like, hey, you know, I really want to, you know, once a week or, you know, whatever. If you want to have that conversation with your wife, more power to you. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering if that's realistic because here's the thing too when you and her were dating when me and my wife were dating there was this excitement to be with each other to kiss to hold hands to do all these different things there was a genuine excitement and I'd never had to have a conversation hey I want to make sure we kiss once a week (laughs) it wasn't when my wife wanted to kiss me when my wife wanted to hold my hand, when my wife wanted to be snuggled up all under me, the first time me and my wife had sex, when when she wanted to, she wanted to. It was desire. It was not a compromise of expectations. And maybe that works. Maybe that works with you guys. 
but you just can't beat genuine desire. And genuine desire, I believe, from my experience and when I actually think about my relationship with my wife, has come from a real solid relationship, a real getting to know each other. There was this newness when we were dating. Um, Song of Solomon talks about it. I don't know if you guys have ever read Song of Solomon. You should. If, you, if, you, if you're trying to get your wife back in the bed with you, you need to read Song of Solomon. Okay, really, it, it's, a book, it's a book in the Bible about sex and desire. It's what it's about. Um, it doesn't give you five easy steps to or anything like that, so don't go looking for that, but it, it's, it's poetry, and it, and it explains and outlines really this love and desire that a man had, Solomon, they say, had for one of, uh, his wife. Now, anyway, we won't talk about Solomon right now, but anyway, it's a poem between those two and the genuine desire that they had, and that's coming from a real relationship. So that's the reason why I say, man, like actually care about what your wife is is going through in her life. Maybe you can start to rekindle some stuff there. I don't know. Fourth thing, let's learn to do something and go and do it. Let's me and you learn something new and then go do that thing that we learn new. I was reading online uh, because it was interesting as I was kind of preparing for the show. Uh, there's, there's this thing called the hobby trifecta. And it's like, you know, basically pick out three hobbies. Each each man should pick out three hobbies. And, and one of his hobbies should keep him in shape. So maybe that's lifting weights for you. Maybe that's running. Maybe that's uh, tennis, whatever. One of them should keep you in shape. One of them should make him a little money. So maybe that's going to the flea market and flipping stuff or maybe that's, you know, some online business that you're doing, just kind of like here and there. Maybe you make custom knives. I don't know. And then the other hobby should allow him to be creative. And so maybe the, you know, maybe you can combine those two. Maybe you paint, maybe you do podcasting, whatever. So hobby trifecta, learning something new and then going out and doing it. And you're like, Jonathan, how in the world does this have to do with getting my wife in the bedroom? Listen, listen. The whole point of me telling you all this stuff is to get your mind away from that just for a minute and allowing you to develop something different. Because, look, if you're not doing all that with your wife, you've got a little you've got a little energy and you've got some free time now because you've got this energy and you don't have a whole lot to do with it. So take up a hobby, do something interesting, do something new and, and develop it and get better at it. And the last thing that I want to share with you guys is. Let's leave the ball in her court. It's like it's kind of already there anyway, right? Like, and when I say leave the ball in her court, what do I mean? I'm saying look your wife in the eye and say, hey, you know, whenever you want to, I'm here. Whenever you want to, I'm here. If you want to tomorrow or tonight or three months from now, cool. Whenever you want to, I'll be here. And just leave it at that. Let, let, let's me and you just leave it at that. Because the fact is, it's already there anyway. It's already there. She ultimately is going to have to consent to this because <laughs> otherwise it's it's just weird. And, and you don't want, this, this is me and you talking, okay? You don't want the obligatory checklist sex. You don't. 
You don't want your wife to be like, ah, I got to do it tonight. Let me go ahead and get this done. You know, like, you know, like two starfish laying on top of each other. You don't want that. What you, what you really want is that desire that, that, that wife that is just like, you know, really loving you and appreciating you, you know, patting you on the back, that kind of thing. That's what you want. You, you don't want the obligatory stuff. So stop trying to make it obligatory. Stop saying it, it's, it's been a while. Just leave it. Leave the ball in her court. Just say, hey, whenever you want to, I'll be around. Till then, I'm going to go pick up these new hobbies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to what you've got to say and really care. I'm going to get into the word. Right? I'm going to inform my mind with biblical truth during this time. And I'm going to get into the gym. I am. I'm going to get into the gym and, and maybe that includes this hobby trifecta. So that's all I have guys. No, I'm not guaranteeing that any of these things are going to help you get your wife back in the bedroom. I'm not. But if you start getting into the gym, start reading your word and, and, and gaining some wisdom, you know, learn, learning when to speak and when not to, you start putting the ball in her court. You, you start developing yourself in other areas. Who knows what could happen? Who knows what kind of excitement you might spark? I don't know. But anyways, your life with your wife and in leadership, and I'm not suggesting sex is unimportant. Please do not hear me say that because that is the thing that holds marriages. That is a thing that holds marriages very strongly together. It does. Uh, Paul even talks about it. He says, you know, don't go without sex for too long, lest you burn. <laughs> Paul, Paul is very serious about that. So I'm not suggesting that sex is unimportant, but here's what I am suggesting. That you and I are going to have to get used to dying to self. Because if you can't take a sexless marriage, you probably won't be able to take dying for your wife. I'm going to say that one more time. If you can't take not getting some, not keeping it spicy, whatever the case is, if you can't take that, you will have a very hard time dying for your wife should, the, should it present itself. A lot of you guys are mad at me right now, but that's all good. That's all good. I'm 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 trying to I'm talking to myself and you guys are hearing it. And I'm really just trying to drive home the point, guys, that as Christ like husbands, we do have to do things. That require us to die to ourselves. that are laying our lives down, that are laying our expectations down, that are laying our even our conjugal rights down. For the sake of the gospel. And we'll leave it right there, guys. Thank you for listening. If this was worth a five-star review, please go and leave one and leave a few words just letting us know what you took away from this episode and other episodes like it. Continue to share with friends and family and let men know that this is a podcast for them. So with that, guys, I say take care and build on.